Hi, this is Kelly Chase and you are listening to History Detective, a podcast where I usually delve into the past to uncover the mysteries of history and then I explore how that story might be reimagined through song. You can catch those episodes in your podcast feed, but this is a special mid-season treat, so I'm mixing it up a bit and I'm hoping that you'll be able to rely on today's episode to improve your evaluation skills. Down through the rabbit hole, mystery to soul, and curiosity to follow. I would like to thank Amped Up Learning for their support of this episode. Amped Up Learning is a website made for teachers by teachers. You can get ready-made downloadable lessons and resources for a huge range of subjects from preschool all the way through high school. Coming up to Christmas, you may want to check out the tabletop history game Freck. My picks would be the Civil Rights, Cold War and the Roaring Twenties editions. You can also get merch, masks and heaps of other fun stuff, including supporting resources for every episode of History Detective. Head on over to ampeduplearning.com and you can enter the code HISTORYDETECTIVE10 to get 10% off everything. In case you didn't get my subtle hint in the intro, today I will be talking about the historical evaluation skill of reliability. But I don't think this skill should be sidelined to just the study of history. I think it can be used in every aspect of your life, especially when we get most of our information from the internet, which is quite frankly a swirling cesspit of misinformation. While trying to find a snappy quote to start off this bonus episode, I found one attributed to the Chinese philosopher Confucius. A man who lacks reliability is utterly useless. Firstly, um, what about women? Secondly, this quote is in English. I'm pretty sure that 2,500 years ago in China, English was not the language of choice. So who knows what might have been lost in translation? Thirdly, just because you found a Google image with a black background and an authoritative-looking portrait set to the left, with a decorative border and a wise font, doesn't mean it's really true. Even four-year-olds can use Canva. The irony of this Confucius quote about reliability is that I don't think this quote can be reliably attributed to Confucius. Yes, that's right. I just fell down a confusing Confucius rabbit hole. Most of the sayings that are attributed to Confucius were from an ancient text that was compiled after his death called the Analects. This book was supposedly written over a time period of 50 years. Now think about it. If you're trying to remember a word-for-word conversation that you had last week, it is total struggle street. Imagine trying to write a book of quotes from someone 50 years after they died. Yeah, sure, you might get the essence of someone's philosophical beliefs, but I don't think you could reliably say that any of the sayings attributed to Confucius are 100% accurate. Part of checking the reliability of a source is to see if other scholars corroborate. So let's see what other people have to say about these writings. Firstly, Mark Csikszentmihalyi, who is a Chinese program professor at the University of California in Berkeley. He has a PhD in Asian language studies and is the editor of the Journal of Chinese Religions. He has translated and edited at least three books on Chinese philosophical thought. 
I found the following information in an article he wrote for the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, last updated in 2020, which has 23 academic citations. So I'm going to assess the reliability of this article as being well-researched and written by a credible expert. He says... The many sources of quotations and dialogues of Confucius, both transmitted and recently excavated, provide a wealth of materials about the philosophy of Confucius, but an incomplete sense of which materials are authoritative. So our expert scholar is unsure about the reliability of the Confucian writings. Now to find some corroborating evidence. In a Washington Post article by Angela E. Columbus, she writes, The words from the Analects of Confucius were compiled by his disciples after his death. I want to make some observations about the reliability of this article. The author is not a Chinese scholar, but a journalist. She holds a master's degree in journalism and has worked at the Philadelphia Inquirer since 1996. She is listed as winning the Vagoda Award for Journalism. Not to downplay the achievement, but when I looked into the award, it is only for writing staff at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Additionally, the article does not have any citations. The role of a journalist writing for a popular newspaper is fundamentally different from that of a scholar writing for an encyclopedia of philosophy. Although it has a similar sentiment, journalism has many functions and I would categorise this as more of a think piece about Confucianism rather than from years of translation and scholarly research on the topic. So that is an example of how you might assess the reliability of sources. When looking up the credibility of the authors, I used a concept called lateral reading. It means instead of just reading what is on the page, you take a sidestep and try to find out as much information about the author or organisation as you can. There are two excellent YouTube videos I would recommend from both Crash Course and Stanford History Education Group that go into more depth about the skill. I'll link them in the show notes. And just on a side note, please don't use the expression Confucius say before launching into your Confucius misquotes. It is a racist saying that originated in the 1930s to stereotype Chinese Americans as being other and having a poor grasp of English grammar. But the Confucius say comics were also incredibly sexist and they normalised both the physical and sexual assault of women. I will not share any here as they are not appropriate for my PG rating. Instead, I will leave you with the very wise words of the great philosophical thinker, Winnie the Pooh, for you to carry with you as you wade through the information on the internet. Always watch where you are going. Otherwise, you may step on a piece of the forest that was left out by mistake. I would love to hear any suggestions for future episodes, so please get in contact. You can follow me on Twitter at HistoryDetect, Instagram at HistoryDetective9, Or if you have any burning questions that you would like me to answer in a future bonus episode, email me at historydetective9 at gmail.com. This is Kelly Chase on The Case. Just whose truth will it be? Hers or his story? Maybe just a little bit in between. If you are a teacher or a student, you will find a link to the transcript in the show notes. 
History Detective is a completely independent podcast, so if you would like to support me so I can continue to make episodes, I have ready-made classroom resources available to purchase for all of the Season 1 episodes. I have just released the History Detective Cover Lessons Bundle, which includes editable worksheets for every Season 1 episode. So if you need to leave a cover lesson for when you are sick or have to attend a meeting, pop the worksheet in your LMS and know that the students will be able to access a self-paced lesson and engage in historical thinking skills. You can find it in my Amped Up Learning Store, which is linked in the show notes. Next time on History Detective, I will do a digital archive deep dive to uncover the mystery of Chernobyl and the missing cheese. If you liked what you heard and know someone who might enjoy History Detective too, please share and subscribe. And because I'm a teacher, you know I love gold stars, so feel free to rate and review. See you next time.